Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. And I'm your romance novel veteran. And I'm the Virgin. And we're your hosts. Hi, Clayton. Hello, Aaron. How's it going? Oh, very good. Yeah. Come we in. just spent the weekend together. We just spent Thanksgiving together. We did. I'm coming down from a lot of food. A lot of turkey. Yep. A lot of pies, a lot of uh, just various desserts. <laughs> I had a great time because it was like, it's nice to have a small Thanksgiving sometimes. And also we really indulged in um, something that is a swoon for both of us, which is Yellowstone and watched all five or four episodes that were available. <laughs> yes, we did. The first episode, I was worried that this season was going to be shitty. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're good with season premieres, I'll be honest with you. It's but, hard to, yeah, the the first of anything is hard. But I dug it once we got into the meat of the season. It is so, it's so campy and so over the top and so unself-aware. I just love it so much. Because on its surface, it definitely is not a show that I th- would think that I would like. But because... None of the women are written like anyone has ever met a woman before, but mm-hmm. I still love it. And it's so silly and so much fun. If you're not watching Yellowstone, you're really missing out. It's a great show. Yes. And then I have been doing like just an old school romance binge because we read a Texans wager for last week, which we loved Carter and Bailey forever. And then I immediately just like rolled right into the next one, which was Sarah and Sam's story. Loved it, blew through it, and now I'm reading Lacey and Walker's story, and I'm just getting so much joy out of it. I haven't, I had read these books, obviously, but so long ago, it feels like I'm reading them for the first time now, because I remember so little. Um, But yeah, if you guys have continued the journey of the Wife Lottery series, let me know, because I have, and I've been loving it, and it's such a great series and it just reminds me of like when I first started reading romance and I would just like read a few pages while like standing in line at like the bank or the grocery store or something or just like any minute I had and it just has really reignited something for me because you know we read so much romance now and every once in a while unfortunately we do read like books that we don't love (laughs) and those can be a bit of a struggle that I really enjoy just like reading for the pure joy of it like this. Yes. That's, I mean, I felt the same way about that book that we read last week and just our movement. And we've talked about this a few times and we talked about it on the main show too, that our movement more towards things that we want, we, we want to read and things that we not know that we're going to love, but, but have a better chance of really liking. And a lot of times that means historicals or... Non rom coms. I think just the non rom coms because, of course, after we had that conversation about contemporaries, I was like, oh, and then there's also Alicia Rye, and I was thinking of all of these other contemporary authors, these contemporary authors that I really love. So it's not contemporary, but I do think it's the rom comification, mm-hmm. and I do think it is also this thing of now this might be controversial. So it sounds luckily, like you're whispering. That's it must be very controversial. <laughs> your, your voice got just a little bit like lower. Like <laughs> this is just between me and you. This is just between us. Nobody's listening. Everybody, no tattling. But 
I do think that this is almost like a byproduct of romance becoming so popular, which obviously romance becoming more popular mainstream, I love. Like that isn't a problem to me. I think that's wonderful. And the more people that read romance, I think the better world we're going to have. But I think what happens is that, that there are people who are just like, oh, I can write a romance. They're silly. They're stupid. It's just about, it's just basically transcribing a rom-com from a TV show. Um, from like a movie into a book form. And that's it. And that's all I have to do. And it's like, no, it's not just that. I don't know. It just seems like the level of skill that you see in these earlier books, you just aren't seeing. Like, there's just a lot that are just it does are just such fluff, you know, but to play devil's advocate here, there is a lot of that in any genre. Right, right. So I do think I agree. I mean, I agree that now that romance has become sort of a buzzy thing where before it wasn't, there are people jumping on the bandwagon and trying to write it and they might not be as adept at it as somebody who has read romance their whole life, loved romance or, you know, written a ton of romances since the, you know, early 2000s or even the 90s, like those kind of or 80s even. Th- those authors are are usually going to be better, but yeah. I think it's it's hard to paint all those with such with a with a broad brush of they're all people trying to jump on a wave. I think we've no. just experienced. I think we've experienced a few authors like re- read a few books that feel that way, and right. and then the designation. I think the thing also, the designation of someone saying. Well, I refer to mine as a rom-com is is kind of saying I don't want it to be called a romance because as much as I'm going to try to get those readers to read my book, I don't want them to think that I'm one of them. Exactly. And and exactly. I think that's wrong. I think somebody who writes – if somebody writes a rom-com book and is like, I love romance, I love – uh, I, I wanted to do something that was a comedic romance and some people are going to refer to it as rom-com, blah, blah, because I'm sure their publishers are saying, use this buzzword. This is the buzzword that people want to hear right now. Right. And listen, you got to sell books. I mean, it's fun to write. It's hard to write. It's it's worthwhile and uh, and great to write. But if you can't sell that book then you might not be writing for a really long time if you want to make it your career. Uh-huh. So you do have to play the game in that sense. So it is it is hard and 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 I and I I don't want to be bashing people who are writing books and trying to write books if their intentions are good. Of course not. No, and I guess you know, and we always talk about too how like sometimes books just don't connect with us and maybe they connect with you and that's great and then that's something different. And I do, like, when I think of, like, great rom com kind of books, like, I do think of, like, Tessa Dare. But that isn't just sort of, like, a rom-com. It's, like, she has that kind of, like, her her books have you experiencing that kind of, like, joy and giddiness that you have when you're watching, like, a really fun rom-com. So it's not necessarily the books, but it's, I mean, it is the books, but it's not necessarily, um... It has like the the wonderful parts of that you have exp- when you're watching a rom com, as opposed to like, I don't know, just kind of like the fluffy airiness. Because 
there is also that aspect of when we look back at the things, we're only like looking at the things that have survived, you know? So it's not that like every book written in the 1800s was amazing because we read like, you know, whatever, the Brontes and Austin and Wharton and stuff. But it's like, those are the ones that survived. And there's probably like a ton of trash during that time too, that like we wouldn't want to read now. And so that's probably part of it too. Like we're looking back and we're only really reading the books that have stayed in the zeitgeist as opposed to um, just like whatever was going on at the time. Yeah. I mean, that is totally a good point is that it's, it is easier to read the cream of the 80s, 90s, uh, 2000s. But right now, since it's happening, we're getting inundated with all these books and who knows what's going to be the one that people will look to at this era of romance slash rom-com and say, oh, these were the great books and these are the books that you're going to, you're still going to read when romance inevitably moves on to something else. Mm -hmm. Great. But all to just say... (laughs) <laughs> that we're really doubling down on just reading what we want to read. I mean, it is basically just kind of like comfort reads. Well, the book that we're reading for next week is a book that neither of us have read before. So Lord no, we might hate it. I think we'll have fun even if we don't like it. But yeah, there is something about it going into the winter and just wanting to read like cozy things that you love. So Aaron, what are we reading? So this week we are reading an a recommendation, actually. Uh, It is Warrior's Woman by Johanna Lindsay. Uh, It was a recommendation from in our Learning the Tropes troupe. We put out a rec a long time ago for alien romances. Um, And Joan, I won't say her last name just in case, but Joan anyway, said uh, an old school one is Warrior's Woman by Johanna Lindsay, not aliens with multiple arms, legs, <laughs> just different barbarians on different planets. And apparently it made the NPR list of must read romances. So that's good. Interesting. That would be interesting to look at what else was on there. Yeah, I, I think I didn't realize that NPR had put together such a list. So we definitely need to check it out. Well, you sent a few options mm-hmm. to me via cell phone, and <laughs> you sent two Joanna Lindsay books in succession. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw a certain cover model, I said, we have to do one of these books. They also sounded really interesting, and we had really enjoyed the Joanna Lindsay book that we had done previously. So that all added into it. But- these covers had Fabio on them. Yes. And I know what you're saying. This is everybody. That's the cliche. I don't know if it still exists, but I know when I was a kid, the joke was, if you're reading a book with Fabio on it, you're somehow not a real reader. You're less than all those stigmas that we're trying to eliminate on this podcast. But there's just something interesting to talk about when... You're talking about Fabio because he became such a cultural icon from having that romance novel cover look. And mm-hmm. it's, it's truly a bizarre chapter in pop culture history that somebody like that could transcend into the mainstream the way he did. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he, the thing is, too, when you look at actually like how many covers Fabio was on, it wasn't like a ton 
But yeah, it is such a cultural moment and he is so connected. I think especially to Johanna Lindsay, he's on a lot of her covers. Um, so yeah, I guess if we haven't read a book that had Fabio on the cover yet, we're doing it now. And this book is also so, this cover is so iconic. Like I know we're going to judge the cover in the episode, so we won't go too into it right now. Um, but this is just one that I feel like when you are showing just overwrought romance covers, this is one that people show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm going to try and do a little bit of Fabio research for next episode just to Good. really dig into where he came from, what the story was, what was his connection to Joanna Lindsay. So hopefully I'll be able to find some fun info. And do you remember, like, you know how in like the early 2000s, there were all of those bizarro reality TV shows. Oh, yeah. And there was one dating show and I think it might have been Joe Millionaire, but I'm not 100% positive. But basically, he got down to the, the, like, he was picking like one of two women. And he had like said that he had fallen in love with this one of the women. And then she was like, I have something that I need to tell you. And sometimes, you know, I've had boyfriends really freak out about this in the past. And I just want to be upfront with you. And so you're like, Oh, my God, like, what is she gonna say? And she said that she she's like, I used to date Fabio. <laughs> and the guy lost his mind. Like we should try to see if we can find this on YouTube. And he starts, I just remember him yelling up and down the streets up. I just remember him yelling up and down this beach that they were walking on. Just like Fabio, Fabio. I can't believe you dated Fabio. How am I supposed to compete with that? How am I supposed to compete with that? It was unhinged. We need to find it. Wow. So funny. I partly hope you made that up in your head. (laughs) Like I, there's, I, I, there's zero chance that I made it up in my head, but I did, but I do, I can't remember. It might not have been Joe Millionaire, but it was something like, I'm going to find it on YouTube. Okay. Find it. And then he's also, he's also did a lot of commercials. He did, I can't believe it's not butter. I remember that yes. commercial. Of or, course. And then he famously got hit in the face with a bird while <laughs> on a roller coaster. Do you remember this? Yeah. So there's a lot to dig in with Fabio. So uh, I, 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 I'm i going to do some research. I'm excited to do some research. Maybe I'll be able to find a unauthorized biography or an authorized biography because I don't even know. I haven't even looked. But I bet there's an autobiography out there. I think Fabio's fine with doing any kind of cash grab he can. It might be one of those paperbacks that is you, you go on thrift books and it'll cost you 150 bucks. Oh, well, uh, who knows? Or it could be one cent on Amazon. Well, we have the Patreon now. So if you need to do what you got to do. So I'm just going to just <laughs> cash out all of our Patreon money to buy this Fabio bio, bio. We'll see. We'll see what I have to do. Oh, that would be amazing if you read the Fabio bio and then you did like a book report. <laughs> yeah. I we mean, just did I- an episode where you're just telling me about the Fabio bio. I think that would be fun. I, 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 then this makes me really, really hope that there it is exists. a Fabio bio. Yeah. I'm, as soon as we get off of the, of the mics, I'm going to hop on the internet and see. All right. Well, should we flap this before we go? Let's flap it. Who's flapping me or you? Uh, do, do you, do you have it in front of you? I do. Okay. Can you flap it? Also, there's a lot of like alien names and stuff, isn't there? Okay, so it's Warrior's Woman, Lynn Santier, Family Number 1 by Johanna Lindsay. 
In the year 2139, fearless Tedra de Art sets out to rescue her beleaguered planet Christran from the savage rule of the evil Crad Seymour. Experiencing combat but not in love, the beautiful, untouched Amazon flies with Martha, her wise-cracking, free-thinking computer, to a world where warriors reign supreme, and into the arms of one man she can never hope to vanquish, the bronzed barbarian Colin Lynn A magnificent creature of raw yet disciplined desires, the muscle-bound primitive succeeds where no puny Christian male has before, igniting a raging fire within Tedra that must be extinguished before she can even think of saving her enslaved world. There you go. That sounds so awesome. (laughs) It sounds like a lot. I'm excited, though. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Wisecracking computer kind of scares me. Uh Uh-huh. Just because it really could be uh, pretty bad. But Joanna Lindsay was really awesome in the first one that we read. So, Yeah, Defy Not the Heart, which was a medieval. So I think it's also fun that it's she's somebody who really hopped genres. I know she did a lot of Viking romances, too. So uh, it's fun to see, you know, we've read her historical and now we're going to read her like sci-fi. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm looking up right now Fabio biography. Oh, you couldn't wait for us to be done. Yeah. You're like, I need to know right now. <laughs> I need. I wanted to maybe announce that I'd be able to find a, a book with Fabio about Fabio. And it, I just, I don't, I'm not finding one. So the reason why I wanted to mention it is because if any of the listeners out there, we love our listeners and they're so, they are always good at scrounging up if something exists or not. If you have any knowledge of a Fabio biography or memoir or, or cash-in book that's available anywhere, email us, send us a link, let us know, and otherwise I'll probably just have to read Wikipedia, look at other websites, cobble something together, watch some of mm-hmm. his various appearances in movies, like Dude, Where's My Car? He's in that. He's in a in, a, in Bubble Boy, apparently. He's in a in a movie called dumbbells from 2014 i mean this is going to be the dregs but i'm gonna do it oh he's got an album too maybe i'll listen to his album if i can find it fabio after dark yeah that's it that's an album is a funny thing for him to do because the thing that people want from fabio is not necessarily his voice it's just to look at him all right do you have anything else should we wrap it up yeah let's wrap it up where can they send us information about a fabio memoir so you could always email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Instagram at learningthetropes and on Twitter at learningtropes. Um, we have our Learning the Tropes troop on Facebook, which you can always come visit us at. Let us know what you're reading. Uh, if you want to make suggestions there, definitely. Um, and then we also have our Patreon, um, which you guys have really blown us away. It's been so wonderful. Um, we're planning, we're actually recording something this week exclusive for the Patreon that is more romance focused um, as we just finished our British Bake Off recap episodes, which was a lot of fun. When you guys join the Patreon, you'll be able to get all of those episodes as well. Um, and what else? Am I forgetting anything? Oh, I don't think so. Cool. All right, guys. Well, so we will see you next week, uh, or we will talk to you next week when we'll be reading A Warrior's Woman uh, by Johanna Lindsay. Um, And until then, happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.
拜拜。